0: I'm
1: It's the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network.
2: It's the Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, and 1280 The Zone, hanging out at the warehouse, 1825 South 300 West. Price is so low it'll blow your mind. It's the warehouse. Uh, let's get out to the zone phone. Joining us now, of course, you can hear him from 10 to 2 right here on these very airwaves. He's also the voice of the Utah State Aggies, not to mention the Utah Broadcaster of the Year. He's the one and only Scott Gerard. And Scotty, I got to apologize. We're a little late. Gordon had to ra- rattle off all of uh, Joe Jonas's girlfriends for some reason, and uh, we what got a little, just we happened? got a
1: little bogged down. <laughs> Well, that's a, uh, I got to imagine that's probably a lengthy list too. That's like uh, probably Gordon in college too. So, I guess. oh, nice.
3: <laughs> I'm glad that Scott. See, Scotty knows great radio, and he knows what's of interest to our listeners. Uh, he's willing to uh, duck away for another extra thirty seconds so we could get that in. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm here for you, Gordon. No worries.
3: Thanks. I appreciate that.
2: Scotty, let us uh, we got a lot to get to with you. Let's talk about these red-hot Utah State Aggies. Um, they beat San Diego State, obviously. They've got another one coming up, but 57-45 uh, to 45 last night. And uh, they're playing great, Scotty, and the defense is just uh, amazing.
1: Yeah, you know, that's what it all boils down to. They are an elite level defensive team, and Namiya Kada who dealt with some injuries last year, and I don't think it was ever fully healthy last year, has just absolutely been a beast. And really changes who utah state is defensively now they're already pretty long and athletic and uh they get deflections and they've got you know opportunistic guards but that's because they know if somebody gets around them then they've got to deal with kata in the paint and you know there's a lot of similarities to rudy gobert uh he blocks shots protects the rim really well he deflects a lot of shots and alters a lot of shots and i think that Guys getting in the lane want no part of it. It changes who other teams are offensively. And it just uh, teams have a hard time adjusting to it. So he has been huge for Utah State this year. Their offense is starting to get a little bit better. They're shooting the ball well. But it all begins and ends with defense for this team. They are as good as as uh, just about anybody in the country defensively right now.
3: Is the big man uh,
1: have NBA potential? Uh, you know what? It's It's funny. I think so. But – He's also kind of been a, you know, he may have been born about 20 years too late. You know, he's a old school center with a back to the basket game, a post up game, and uh, doesn't shoot the ball outside the ball out outside the uh, blocks well. So, you know, he's kind of that old school NBA big man, and I think that there's probably a spot for him there somewhere. But I think the uh, I think his stock would certainly be a little bit higher if it was. You know, 1997 instead of uh, 2020, with how the NBA has changed the game.
2: Scotty, give us your thoughts on Brock Miller. I know he was on your show today. I, I thought that was a great interview. Would would encourage folks to go check it out. Um, I thought it was really really good. But I was worried the Aggies were going to have trouble scoring without uh, without Merrill. And I know they're probably not putting up the point totals they did last year. But uh, he's he's had a nice season so far.
1: Yeah, and you know, and he's a guy that I think some Aggie fans were getting a little restless with because. Uh, for whatever reason, last year he didn't shoot the ball really well. And he that was his job. He was supposed to be the shooter. He's the guy that's supposed to stretch the defense. And his shot, he struggled a little bit. He was a starter for much of last year. And then finally, near the end of the year, they brought him off the bench. And after a season like that, you can go one of two ways. You can kind of uh, get down and think the world's against you, and you can't pull out of your slump, or you can work on it and try to get better. And he uh, spent a lot of time this summer, according to him and the coaching staff, trying to fine-tune his shot a little bit more. Now he's back to a near 40% three-point shooter. Uh, he can also – he's got a nice floater in the lane. If somebody tries to attack the shot, he can go around him and get the floater. So he's really changed his game well. But I'll, I'll be honest, he may be outside of Namiya right now the best defender on that team. He is really good, and he often he draws the best perimeter player defensively. So he's been really, really good defensively, and his offense has come around with it as well.
3: Teams get better during seasons, and this has been a really weird season. Uh, but uh, how? What's the ceiling for this Aggies team? Do you think? I mean, uh, they uh, beat San Diego State last. How good is San Diego State too? I mean, uh, is it was this a moment of
1: triumph for Utah State, or were the Aztecs overrated a little bit? Uh, I think I think they're good now. They. Now, late in the game, they suffered a couple injuries. Their big man, Nathan Mensa went down with an injury. looked like a concussion. And then uh, Matt Mitchell, their other uh, their leading scorer, he left the game with four or five minutes remaining and it looked like he was holding his knee. And uh, if those two guys miss a significant amount of time, then, yeah, San Diego State, I don't know if they're going to be a, a particularly good team. But if those guys are healthy, uh, they're right up there. Boise State right now is 8-0. They're leading the conference. Uh, Colorado State is really good this year. And so that it's going to be about a four-team race between those. If you throw Utah State in the mix with those other teams, those are the four best teams in the conference. And it's going to be it's going to be an interesting year. These back-to-back home games for teams where you go somewhere and you play for two games uh, and you don't have a home and home. It'll be interesting uh, to see how it plays out. Utah State gets San Diego State, Colorado State at home. Then they're going to go on the road to play UNLV, and then they'll eventually have to play two games at Boise State. So uh, I think. I think Utah State's as good as anybody in the conference, and I think they have a chance to win another conference tournament and another regular season tournament or regular season championship.
2: Scotty, if, uh, switching gears to football for a second, have you gotten a chance to get a first impression of Coach Anderson?
1: Uh, I, I did. I talked to him a little bit last night. Uh, spent a lot of time with him on the day that uh, he was uh, uh, that he was introduced at Utah State. Uh, I like him. Uh, the coaching resume seems really good. I will say this, recruiting-wise, if you you look at some of the guys that they brought in and, and uh, that they've gotten to transfer, that they pulled off the portal, uh, it looks good. Now, you know, obviously the uh, the results need to be seen out on the football field coming the fall. But overall, there's a good vibe up there. Uh, I think they've brought a new level of excitement, a new energy up there that had been missing for a couple of years. And I think they have a chance to be really, really, you know, I, I, I shouldn't say really, really good. certainly much better than they were last year. And I, I don't think the turnaround is going to be as lengthy as a lot of people think it might be. I think based on who they brought in, based on this coaching staff, I think they have a chance to rebound pretty quickly because the schedule does lighten up over the last couple of years for them as well.
3: Scotty, I know you made comment about this on your show earlier today. But uh, curious to get your reaction to the uh, results of the investigation that exonerated USU President Noel Cockett uh, as far as those discriminatory discriminatory remarks uh, that were uh, supposedly aimed at at Frank Miley. I'm a little confused by this, Scotty, because I I don't understand how players can misconstrue something. uh, So many players to the point where they – reject the opportunity to play a game uh, and yet this this investigation comes back exonerating her uh, what what was your reaction what do you think
1: well I've, I've read the summary of uh, the, the Utah State Post on their website I've not had a chance to, to read the entire uh, documentation on on the findings I know it's uh, many many pages long I have not had a chance to get through this I'll say this. Uh, I've I've had a chance to interact uh, quite a bit with Noelle Cockett over the last couple of years. She never really um, gave the impression of a person that would, that would actually feel the way that, that that would allow somebody to say something like that. I do think that there was uh, things said that were, that could be easily misconstrued uh, that would allow players to think some of the things they said. I think that, the players had every right to be upset if those things were in fact said. Um, I just don't know exactly what was said. I've talked to multiple people that were on that Zoom call, and I've got multiple different stories as to what was said on that Zoom call. I obviously wasn't on it. So it's really hard to wrap my brain around that, Gordon, because there's so much of of what the players think was said and what the administration thinks was said. Uh, And that's why uh, I thought it was a good idea from the board of trustees to bring in a independent counsel. Now, remember, there were two independent law firms to come in and do a lot of investigating and a lot of interviews on this. And I know you can probably say, well, the university is the one that put the bill for it. The Board of Trustees were the one to put the bill bill for it. I just, I have a really hard time. I'm with you, Gordon, uh, coming up with how 53 players heard something wrong that wasn't, in fact, what was said. But also, I know that Noel Cockett doesn't, has never really. They've never really indicated to me that she would believe the things that reportedly were said. So I'm kind of torn on it both ways. I know I'm kind of riding the fence on it. I do want to go in and get kind of deeper into the investigation and read uh, some of the findings that they found out on it. Uh, But I I do know it's an ugly chapter that Utah State wants to get behind them, and uh, hopefully today for them at least uh, they're one step closer to making that happen.
3: And, And just for the record, there's no recording of that meeting, is there?
1: No. Nope. which is a bit surprising because those are pretty easy to record. Um, you just it's it's one button and, and it's pretty easy to record. So I, I do find it surprising that neither the players or the administration recorded that thing.
2: All right, Scotty, real quick, uh, a personal question for me, because you have a, a farming background uh, growing yeah. up in, in Idaho as a kid. Were you offended by gordon claiming to do farm work when really he was taking care of his mom's house plants
1: not true not true Scott. so how big how big was this this garden gordon it was it, it, it,
3: it was it wasn't a garden per se it yeah it wasn't was an a
4: large garden area it Scott
3: was Gerard. it was yeah but it was like two it was like the length of two or three football fields and the width of two or three football fields.
1: But it was, it was multiple crops. Like it wasn't a yes. hay field. It wasn't a no. cornfield. No. There were multiple no. things. So it's a garden. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's a really big garden. <laughs> it was a, yeah, a very large garden. Yes, it was. Okay. That, that, if that's a garden, that's the biggest damn garden I've ever heard in my life. Like I don't, I, I have a hard time imagining a garden of that size. So do you know what you were spraying? Was it like uh, insecticide? Was it herbicide? Yeah, like-
3: yeah some size. So yeah, well, I don't know if it was one or the other, but it was poison. And all I remember is that I was, you know, I volunteered to help out because it was a communal. That's why it was so big, because so many people had plots on it. And I Sounds went like some out. kind of to- weird hippie farm you're on. <laughs> So I'm out there, and I got this this thing on my back with the tank with the with the uh, with the juice in it, and I'm out there spraying all this stuff, and the wind's blowing it back on top of me, and I'm just a teenager, you know, and I I thought I was just you know doing a, a good deed, and I would hope I wasn't poisoning myself, but, but the point is that I was out there. Uh, sweating out in the field. You just drank a cup of poison. Oh, I was out there, I was I was out there uh spraying this insecticide or pesticide uh, in, in across the north 40.
1: That's all. Okay, the north 40 means 40 acres and you're not on 40 acres Gordon. That was a little it was it was it was a, it was a, it was a garden. And uh, I'm I'm a, I'm a little offended because that 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 sounds like a tuesday growing up on the old farm and and you did it once and you made it sound like you're surprised that you're not calling one of those lawyers that show up on an infomercial at 1:30 a.m. because you were poisoned.
3: Well, uh, uh, first of all, I did it more than once. I did it like five or six times, and uh, but but uh, I understand. I've been to your homestead. I've seen the area that you had to work in, so I I don't ha- hold a candle to that, <laughs> and I'm not trying to say that I should. But uh, I, I don't know. Do you think those her- herbicides and those or, or, what do you call it?
1: Herb or herb? I don't know. Herb, well, there, herb, herb, if, if you're spraying for weeds, if you're spraying for weeds, it's a herbicide. If you're spraying for bugs, it's an insecticide.
3: So why is the H silent when you say herb, but it's it's hard when you say herbicide?
1: Well, uh, maybe that's just the Idaho farm boy coming out of me. I don't know. <laughs> so I, I don't 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 read into that with any level of gospel on that. Mm, uh, right. I will say. Um, I spent a lot of my summer spraying for weeds, and uh, I never had anything on my back. Usually, you get a four—if you're going something that size, you got a big four wheeler with huge tanks on the back, and uh, and or a big tractor, and you're going up and down the fields. I'm not sure exactly what you were spraying, but I don't know if you have the old school DDT stuff that uh, can pretty much melt your face and give your uh, <laughs> your uh, great grandkids cancer. Then, uh, yeah, you got—you're probably playing with some heavy duty stuff, although. In a communal garden, it sounds like you were probably just watering the plants because there's no way a communal garden, uh, while everybody's singing uh, Kumbaya and Crosby, Stills, and Nash songs, are going to let any kind of herbicide or insecticide on their on their crops. Well, there was one part
3: of it that was communal as a, as a part of community service, and that was the part I was spraying down. But, but so look, it was only here, here, a portion wait, of on. the garden. Hold on here. This is
1: my problem, <laughs> <It's getting> Scotty. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Like, no, service, no, I'm is doing – you know, like some some juvie thing you're involved in or something no, no, or what? No, see,
3: <laughs> no. See, this is the thing. You and I are, you know, are working men with uh, calluses on our hands who have had this background, and I work with a couple of city boys who, you
1: know, who who have lily... White, See, soft, palms. For you to farm, compare yourself. Three iron away from Philadelphia. There's not a farm boy bone in your body. <laughs>
2: Thank you, Scotty. Thank you. For you to compare yourself to Scotty is. is yeah, but offensive. hold
3: on. Scotty, here's the other part. You know, I also used to work on the docks down at the Chesapeake Bay, and I had to tie, tie up boats, and, you know, I had. You know, I mean, okay, these Okay,
1: are, these... Brando. <laughs> well, and, and let's not. You're down let's... at the docks. That sounds like you're down at the. Uh, you know, the uh, the boats while you're, you're – the yachts that were coming in. And, uh, I mean
2: <laughs> – Yeah, yeah, exactly. Getting rich people cocktails and working at the docks is not the same thing. Okay.
3: Okay, I give. I give.
2: <laughs> Scotty, hey, man, uh, tomorrow the game uh, – I know the game time, did it adjust to get bumped back a little bit? What is it, 1130?
1: Uh, yeah, just half hour. So early, early start and uh, the first time – uh, Utah state has been a uh, played a home network TV game. It's on CBS awesome. um, 1130 start time pregame here on the zone at 11. And uh, if you, if you like some old school basketball, I mean, these guys, it'll probably be another really low scoring game. It's not the most aesthetically pleasing. If you're a huge NBA fan, this probably isn't the game for you because it, it was like Ollie Frazier last night. There were two big dogs. They were just trading haymakers and, uh, and, and uh, the refs were letting them play too. It was a fun game in that regard. I anticipate you're probably going to have the same game coming up tomorrow between these two teams. Did oh, I hear Scotty, you mention? Uh, scre- oh, go ahead, go ahead.
2: Did yeah. I ever hear you mention earlier today, Scotty, that the, the Aggies, even though it was a physical game, only took two foul shots, and those were technicals, <laughs> and they were technical <laughs> shots. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I mean, Green, guys man. were getting knocked down all over the place. This was, and and they weren't calling anything. And San Diego State, I think, only shot six free throws on the night. It was. I, I've never seen anything like it. As physical as the game as it was, and but yet no calls made. It was. Uh, it, it was actually really entertaining. It. It looked like old school intramurals where you're just clotheslining dudes out on the court. It was crazy. Wow.
3: So uh, we can't have you on the show, Scotty, without telling us at least one embarrassing
1: story about Hans. Um. <laughs> well, every embarrassing story that Hans like Hans just tells them. Tells them all himself. Like. Like, it's just, I mean, the dude shares more than anybody I've ever met, and I love him for it because, like, even a couple days ago, he's telling a story about uh, – actually, that was off the air. I probably can't tell that story. But (laughs) but there's – I mean, he shares more about his life than any person I've ever known, and it is awesome because all of his stories are incredible, and I can't believe – and, you know, the thing is, you hear his stories, Gordon, and you think to yourself, like, this isn't true. Like, this can't be true. And then he'll have his mom or his wife or somebody come in and talk about, yo, yeah, that's absolutely true. Like he said that, you know, his his family grew up, he grew up poor, and, you know, they were always, uh, and not that he you know, had any want for anything, but he was a hungry kid, and and mom and dad had a hard time keeping him fed. So even up until like a few years ago, he claims that if he would walk into a restaurant and some people had left and left food on the plate, he would just grab the food (laughs) and start eating it. That's unbelievable. And, it and I'm like, that that's not true. You don't do that. And he's like, Oh yeah, like if there's a basket of fries and the people have left and it's halfway full, I'm gonna grab the basket and I'm gonna eat the fries or if you know, if there's something that hasn't been eaten but is still on the table, I'm going to eat that food. And I'm like, That's not true And sure enough he calls up his wife and just and says, Hey, is this true? She and she's mortified by it and she's horrified and finally she's she claims she's gotten him to stop. But I mean that was that was just a few years ago he was still doing that. <laughs> I'm hungry.
3: <laughs> does, he uh, still, does he still sleep with his doll, Christopher?
1: Uh, I don't think so, but I have not asked about that. So I, I don't know if I really want to know the answer to that. I'm going to assume no. I'm going to hope no. <laughs> we all do.
2: Uh, thank you, Scotty. Have a great call tomorrow. We'll be listening. Hey, appreciate it, guys. See you, buddy. That's our friend Scott Girard, uh, voice of the Utah State Aggies, and of course, hearing from 10 to 2 right here on the Zone Sports Network. We are live at the warehouse in Salt Lake, 1825 South, 300 West. Don't forget about their Orem location as well, 86 East University Parkway.
5: Christopher jumping on with us once again, making deals. And deals we are making. Uh, I really want to just throw out some boom deals for this spot. That's all right. Let's do it. This is a new location. That means the old location that we moved from, we have still a couple of those floor items, and potentially sitting on the floor for a little bit when people try it out, it could have a scratch, it could have a dent, and we like to call those timely scratch and dent items. <laughs> um, Creative, I know, right? Uh-huh. We're we're pretty poignant with how we name things <laughs> here. So all those odd and ends, I'm talking nightstands, normally maybe 149 to 299 blow them out at 49 bucks i'm talking ottomans for 39 simmons like like those nice upholstery simmons ottomans are normally 149 uh wrought iron cow king bed frames 199 guys down the street sell them for 599 wow uh at the here at the warehouse man anything you need we have the nicest stuff but if you're also looking to be frugal save some money we have those scratch and dents This weekend only for the MLK Day sale we'll take an additional thirty percent off. Wow. But what do you gotta do? You gotta mention the zone. Thirty percent off? The already the boom ticket? So You're gonna get in trouble. So, regular stuff, the boom tickets, 20% off. But scratch and dent stuff, 30. 30% off. Yep, you're in trouble, buddy. You better hope Tom doesn't get wind of it. Doing my best, you know. <laughs>
2: That's right. All right, take advantage of it, 1825 South, 300 West, 86 East, University Parkway down in Orham. Stay tuned. Drop the days next 97.5 and 1280 the zone. If you missed
3: yesterday's uh, sounds uh, of various uh, clips, then you won't know exactly what we're talking about right now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it?
2: show gordon monson jake scott 97.5 and 1280 the zone live from the warehouse 1825 south 300 west price is so low to blow your mind it's the warehouse uh, it's time for drop of the day we'll have jazz pregame taking over at the top of the six o'clock hour getting ready for the jazz and the hawks uh, but let's get to sounds of various clips uh, austin found this um, this is cooper manning the brother of peyton and eli manning and Austin, do I have this right? He's doing—he's uh, doing play-by-play basically for his daughter's basketball game. Is uh, there right? is a
3: play-by-play announcer. He's providing the—the—the uh, the, the analyst. Okay. Side of it,
4: yeah. All right. Let's hear it. With the restrictions now, Paul, they're only allowing one parent per player. So this was my only way to get into the game. Otherwise, I was going to have to be listening to you solo.
0: And nobody wants that.
4: No. I know, Coach. Uh, I think he also, uh, Coach Boron, is a government teacher. So oh, okay. I'm sure he's been busy lately. <laughs> Paul having only broadcast 1 quarter and 3 minutes of in my career I have a newfound respect for these NBA broadcasters who do 82 games in the regular season.
0: It's got to be a grind.
4: I'm already winded. (laughs) Paul, do we have anyone shooting from half court to win a car or anything that I should look forward to at halftime?
0: Uh, If you're providing a car, I'm sure somebody will be glad
2: to
4: go shoot. (laughs) My keys are on the front left tire. someone makes it from half court, they can have it. They can have it. They'll love that Dotson I'm driving today. Her ponytail is nearly half the length of her own body. It is at her waistband. Well, Which is. reminds me of what you looked like when I saw you at FMs about ten years ago. I'm glad you got that haircut, Paul. Right. Noticing Coach Borlawn, he's a tall guy, he's probably six four, but his pants are probably fitted for a guy about five ten. He's wearing kind of high <laughs> high waters today. You notice that? <laughs> Maybe that's a new look by basketball coaches. I just notice I can tell what color socks he's wearing.
5: I'm sure he's gonna
0: appreciate that you brought that up too. <laughs>
4: I think May has a D in government right now. I'm not sure she she can do any worse at this point. Paul, what was the line in this game? Did you check? I didn't know what the over-under was. Pope John Paul looking to cover right now. By her facial expression, she looks like she's going to, not in serious pain, like our listeners listening to me. She's always, you know, eight and probably in honor of her her grandfather. And now to her younger brother, Arch gets no love. None.
0: And Lexus of New Orleans. So thanks for your support of Sacred Heart Basketball and Athletics here on VSN.
4: It's nice for the good folks at Lexus to let you drive a Lexus for doing these games, Paul.
0: I need to work on that deal.
4: Yeah, I can. I, I think I know the guy. You know somebody? Yeah. Old oh, Clifton LeBlanc. He's giving out Lexuses like-, <laughs> like they're candy. Oh, he does. He's been a big supporter of Sacred Heart Athletics. I think the least he could do would be to give you a Lexus. I couldn't agree more. I like the sweater on Coach Pantilla. It's kind of the Lou Carneseca look.
0: Lou <laughs> Carneseca, one of my favorites. I loved him.
4: You know, I'm just trying to figure out if I'm going to take this Pelican's job after this, oh, uh, yeah? you know, this first thing. <laughs> right. Yeah, just not sure how to feel these calls right here. Paul, I give myself a C minus. <laughs> C minus? But, you you know, with your A plus, I may get to a C. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
2: that was pretty good. Who
3: knew
4: one. Cooper
2: Cooper's funny? He
3: sounds like his... Uh... Like his brother, and two, he is. He that guy is clever. He, he, I don't know what he what's he do for a
2: living. Uh, I don't know. Walks is around. I, I,
5: honestly, Peyton's I think he's brother. a financial a financial capitalist analyst or something like that.
3: Oh, well, is he? Okay.
5: I just made that up.
3: Well, he'd be good.
2: I've heard worse high school play-by-play, Jake. I have as well.
3: Uh-huh. Uh huh. Such as. Well Ripper. and there's one more gun gone, that. Yes. One more gone yes. but
2: not forgotten. And that's uh, our sweet daisy or our sweet Lucy. Uh, at the age of twelve, she was run over oh, yes. in our
1: driveway. Oh, oh! Like that? Was she run over like Bat? that? Like that? Or
2: let's see, who was it on that play? It was Rhett Bird. Rhett Bird was the Hawk in the right place at the right time. I guess that's true what they say. A bird in the hand is worth a ball on the full carpet. So bird gets the uh, on the fumble recovery. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) On the uh, fumble recovery. Which is worse between those two? I think it's Redbird. Well, worse, probably Redbird, but I, uh, but I mean, not as the obscene. Op- yeah. The other one's funny for a different reason. Yeah,
5: uh-huh.
2: like that. Yeah. Like that? I mean, <laughs> oh, God. well. There's, there's one, more you know. that? Yes. one more gone, yes. but not forgotten, and that's uh, our, sweet days, or our sweet Lucy. Uh, at the age of twelve, she was run over oh, yes. in our driveway. Oh, oh! like that? <laughs> was she run over like <laughs> that?
5: <laughs> he,
3: just, he just ignores. You know, Uh, uh, an emotional moment for his partner there. uh, (laughs) uh,
2: What's his partner doing bringing up his dog on the broadcast? Come on. Uh,
3: Well, both of them are at fault because they were doing an actual gone but not forgotten where they were paying due respect to actual people who who have, you know, uh, perished. And then he throws in his dog and then the other guy just walks all over the
2: dog's grave like Like that. that. I like that. <laughs> but Redbird is, cr- is just classic because he's uh, our boys trying to, to come up with a clever line. And it just. Let's see. Who was it on that play? It was Redbird. Redbird Red bird was the hawk. Hawk in the right place at the right time. I guess that's true what they say. A bird in the hand is worth a ball on the full carpet. So Bird gets the. Uh, so, so. On the fumble recovery.
3: <laughs> oh, Just man. stops talking and
1: then finishes like, the
3: Senate. It's not like we can't relate to it. I mean, we've all said things that you sit there and go, Whoa, you know, but that I mean what what, what was he trying to say?
2: A bird in the hand is worth a ball on the carpet. <laughs> is that what he meant to say? Uh, yeah. He's trying like a bird on the bird in the hand is better than two in the bush, right? Right. So I think he was trying to do a a, a, a play on that.
1: Well I, my this.
2: favorite
3: part of the story is wasn't he saying I can do this. I don't need to hire a play-by-play guy.
2: I've got this. Wasn't that that, that side of the story? It was. He was that kind that of flexing guy. like this can't be that hard.
3: Yeah. When I bit. hear this kind of thing it makes me what was the kid who was given the report and he uh, a, a news report and he said that really dumb thing about What was it, Jake? The, oh my. Are you talking about the boom goes the, the, boom dynamite? Goes the dynamite? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh yeah, that one. Well, that whole thing is funny—not just the "boom goes the dynamite," but <laughs> that's just the most memorable Even part. Even most
0: pronounces Andrew Bogut's name. <laughs> Do
2: Andrew we have it? Do we have, we have it? I
3: dynamite. have it. If you
2: want, it. yeah. I know. Yeah, let's hear that. Real
0: Tomorrow's cool. game will be the meeting between the two, beating both. First, losers <sighs> are on the four are on. On the year. And they have won six of its last seven games tomorrow. Will be the game three at three PM. Which switching to Ball State men's tennis, it seems last week player on it seems every week they have a player Mad Lawrence is the latest Cardinals Tennis player to win the award. Lamar won all this all the singles and doubles matches last week. So far, the Cardinals have had a player honored on the on the weekly awards. Seven out of the nine uh, seven out of the nine weeks. The Cards will play at Boise State invite this weekend. The Indiana Pacers are looking for a measure of revenge tonight against the New Jersey Nets and to strengthen their playoff hopes. The Nets won the last Sunday's matchup 94 to 85, which left the Pacers one game behind the Chicago in the seventh series spot. Let's check out the highlights. Steven Jackson's David. Reggie Miller's looking good. He shoots a three. And it's good. Later he gets the rebound, passes it to the man, shoots it, and boom goes the dynamite. So
2: the whole thing is <laughs> passes so it to painful. the man. Oh, so painful it is and, and we can all
3: relate at one level right I mean
2: but I don't know if I, well I guess I could relate I don't know if I've ever had that bad job and I no. and I did play by play terribly for the summer league and I don't think I was quite to that level though
3: <laughs> I mean when he stops and he stumbles and he he sighs and you can just feel the pain there just I mean, anguish there's nowhere to hide there's there's nothing to do. And boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He'd been working on that one for a long time, and he finally got that in there. You know.
2: Yeah. All right. We'll have more big show coming up next. Stay tuned. Live at the warehouse, eighteen twenty-five south, three hundred west, right here in Salt Lake. More straight ahead, 97.5 and twelve eighty. The zone. Be- Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jazz game night pregame show coming up right around the corner. Live today from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Prices so low to blow your mind. Don't forget about their Orem location as well, 86 East University Parkway. Uh, What are you expecting tonight from the Utah Jazz, Gordo? I'm expecting the Jazz to continue on with their their,
3: uh, ascent. Uh, although I do think that Trey Young is going to go off on him a little bit tonight. But uh, I, I want to see how, how, how the Jazz respond to that. Because when a team, we saw what happened with the Nets, and the Jazz couldn't stop uh, Kyrie Irving, and it, I think it did have a, a drag on the mental side of what they were doing. But I th- but they're, they're the better team. And I expect them to continue on. Uh, it may not be completely pretty, but I think they'll get it done.
2: You know, you wonder um, how much defense uh, Atlanta's gonna gonna put up because, uh, of course, with Trey Young, you know they're they're a little more known for their offense. But if you will look in the numbers a little bit, I was surprised they're a better defensive team, or at least they uh, they have been so far this year than I thought they'd be. They rank 11th in defensive rating in the league, so. Do you know, they maybe, have somebody who
3: can make it hard for Donovan Mitchell?
2: Jeez, I uh... – Uh, you know, off the top, I I don't see it. But if they're, uh, you know, 11th in the league, they must be doing something right. What do you think? Do they have someone who can stay in front of Donovan Mitchell?
3: Uh, Is Capella ready to go tonight? Is he uh, these days with the COVID situation? I just never know. But uh, that that will make it more difficult for Rudy Gobert. Chris Dunn is known as a defensive
2: guard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Chris Dunn.
3: Chris Dunn. Yeah, he's really good defensively. So uh, yeah, I think it'll be a good game. I don't expect uh, either team to uh, to uh, really be dragging anchor. So, uh, but but the Jazz seem to have figured some things out, and uh, it helps when Donovan plays efficiently and when Boyan Bogdanovich doesn't go two of twelve. And it, uh, that, if that happens again tonight, it's very difficult for the Jazz to win. And I know that's so simplistic. The two best offensive players on a team have to play like it. Although I'm starting to think that maybe Jordan Clarkson might be as good offensively as uh, Boyan Bogdanovich because of his versatility. If, if if he had got as many minutes as Boyan, he probably would score more
2: than he does. Would you agree with that? Um. Well, I don't know, because I think uh, part of the reason he scores in such bunches is because he doesn't play a ton of minutes. So I, I don't I don't know if he played 30 plus minutes, if if his game would be the same. I think part of the reason and I know uh, you, you called him a ball hog the other day, but I part of the reason I, I I think he's able to get away with playing so selfishly is because he's not playing those kind of minutes. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I'm coming along with your logic entirely there. I. I think Boyan needs to be the guy who's the number two offensive option for the Jazz, either he or Mike Conley. I guess. I don't think. I think Jordan Clarkson's role is a little bit more niche than that.
3: Yeah, I, I agree with that. But it, and that's the Jazz's problem. On these nights when they have not looked good, those guys have not been efficient, and they need them to be. I. I don't know how often the Jazz can win. If Boyan isn't on top of his game and if uh, Mike Conley can't do the things that uh, that seem to be coming to him much easier this year. And, and Donovan Mitchell goes without saying. I agree completely with what Sam Amick said uh, the other day when we had him on. And he was talking about – I asked him whether the Jazz can – Go past expectations for them, and he said yes. And his reason was he thinks that uh, Donovan Mitchell can can be a superstar, and that's that's what he has to be. I know that's a lot to ask of a twenty four year old, but man, you've got to be a star for this team in order for the Jazz to to uh, reach their potential and go beyond it, really. And uh, can you go beyond your potential? I don't know. Anyway. Um, I guess you can't, can you? Well, you can if you control your own destiny. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Donovan Mitchell, do better than shooting 7 of 23. Yeah, do better than that because you are better than that.
2: I'll be curious to see what kind of defense the, the Hawks do play against the Jazz. If they do the the switchy defense, the Jazz have certainly struggled with that. And so what happens when they take the blender away and the Jazz have to go one-on-one? That's where they've, they've really struggled. I don't know if uh, the Hawks are going to try and do that to the Jazz, but if they don't, um, I expect the Jazz to score a ton of points. So um, we'll see what matter uh, the, the Hawks come out defensively. But I, I think both teams probably put up a bunch of points tonight. I think this is going to be a fun one. We're going to see some fireworks.
3: Well, word has gotten out around the league that that is the best way to interrupt that, uh, that motion offense that Quinn likes because so many teams are trying it now. I don't know if you were if you were playing the jazz and that's not the style of defense you played would you switch it up for that one game
2: uh, I think about it but I but teams have been doing this to the jazz for a while I mean yeah. it I don't I don't think it's some secret that's just gotten out I mean I think this has been a thing for s- multiple seasons but to your point um, some teams just aren't capable of doing it you know the the Hawks might not do it because what you're not going to s- switch Clint Capella on to Donovan Mitchell or you? I mean, I guess you could, but I mean, I, I don't think that's something you want to do. I mean, it's 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 the reason in the NBA, Gordon, you want to be long and athletic, mm-hmm. is because I mean, what team really plays well against that defense? I mean, it's it's tough. You've got to have a player like like LeBron or somebody that can play ISO and one on one, because if teams are going to take take away the offense, you have to have somebody who's still going to go get you buckets. And it just it's when the Jazz pay attention to it. When the Jazz offense goes into kind of the clunkier mode, usually it's because teams are doing that to them.
3: I I remember talking to a college coach once, and uh, I asked him about his team. It was before before the season was starting, and he said, "I have a point guard and a bunch of forwards," and he laughed like poor me. And as I think back at that, that is (laughs) that would be fine in the NBA now. You know, you got a bunch of guys who who, who can move and shoot and uh, are, are not 6'3", but are 6'7", 6'8". Uh, you got what you need these days.
2: Yep, yep, you sure do. I mean, we talked about um, Golden State and during their run a little bit yesterday, you know, they're known as an offensive team, but they absolutely were a defensive team too. I mean, that's what they did to teams all day long. Yeah, mm-hmm. So, I mean, well,
3: uh, so you think the score will be like something like one twenty, one fifteen, something along those lines? Yeah, blocks? that sounds
2: about right, somewhere in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm.
3: All right, well, we'll see. Uh, you know, every day since we've only had eleven games to watch the Jazz, it seems like every game we get more information and we you know, more firmly set our concrete around what this team is, and that's why every game is so interesting,
2: Gordon. Um, Oh, we're live at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. We'll let you talk to Christopher before we cut you loose. Christopher, jumping on with us uh, once again. Uh, and uh, you've done a good job
5: booming out these deals, buddy. You know, I'm trying. You know, my dad gives a good example. My brother killed it last week. As I've said all day, got to one up my brother. You're doing a great job. There's one last deal that I want to focus on, and that is what we call the Clayton Sectional. And that's not named after my brother, even though he likes, he likes to, to think, claim that. He likes yeah, to does. think that. Yeah, he does. The Clayton sectional is a custom-made, made-to-order, made-in-Utah sectional, and it's fine, fine upholstery. You pick your dimensions, you pick one of 12 colors, you can pick which side you have your chase. Uh, Normally it's uh, it's a five-seat sectional and it's like 104 inches by 126 inches, but you can choose the dimensions exactly because increase of cost in foam and fabric coming in the next couple weeks this is basically the last weekend we can do this you pick the sectional starting at 10.99
2: wow that's incredible and customizable like that you just don't find it right
5: you you just can't find this anywhere man you can there's accent pillows you can choose from different colors and it's made here right in utah
2: that's pretty cool love supporting those local businesses uh Anything else for us, Christopher?
5: Well, just once again, we're doing an MLK Day, MLK day sale. We'd love Sweet. for everyone to come in ex- experience the boom. low your mind, price.
2: All right, 1825 South, 300 West, 86 East, University Parkway. Thanks, Christopher. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. Speaking of that, Gordon, uh, enjoy your long weekend, buddy. Uh, I will catch up with you on Tuesday. All right, Jake. Have a good one. Good luck tonight with the show. All right, it is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. Jazz game night pregame show starts next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I hate goodbyes. We won't have to work until Monday. Woo-hoo! All right, well, have a good weekend.